I'm Anahi, award-winning U.S. and European certified floral designer, educator, and your host. If you are a florist, flower farmer, business owner, or simply a floral enthusiast, you are in the right place, my friend. I help you by providing insights through industry leaders and mentors through their stories, helpful tips, and tricks so that you too can take your floral business and design to the next level. I bring you the art and business of flowers. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to our next business talk with Christy Lopez. So today we are talking about driving leads. What does that even mean if you're kind of scratching your head? What is a lead magnet and all that? So we kind of dive into that a little bit and talk about it. And again, meet us if you want to, at the Clubhouse on Wednesday to chat even more about all of this fun stuff. And we've had some questions from last week, and that was amazing. So please keep those questions coming because it is helping, you know, it's helping us to see what are your pain points as well, and what kind of questions do you guys have. So keep keep that coming. That's amazing. So we're going to just dive right into that. All right, welcome back, Christy. All right, so today's topic, we are talking about Pillar 1 from floral lead generator process called driving leads. Before you start, what on earth is a lead? Let's break it down to that degree. (laughs) Let's break it down. Okay. No matter what type of business you have in the floral industry, right? You might have a wedding business. You might have a retail business. You want to drive traffic somehow to that top of the funnel right? That is, that's, those are the people that are swimming around the top. They're like, okay, I, they don't even know you at all. Mm-hmm. They're the coldest audience for us. So mm-hmm. we were, that's what I'm talking about when we want to drive leads um, is driving that cold audience who doesn't know anything about us. How in the world do you actually get them to find you and to realize you're even out there? Because that's the biggest hurdle we most, most of us have in business, right? Absolutely. It's like the game of Marco Polo. Yes. (laughs) You can't just build it and they come. You got to build it and scream from the top of your lungs from the highest mountain you possibly can. So they actually know where you are. Otherwise they're not going to. Any of you ever noticed when they're just yelling out Marco, Marco, (laughs) it's really kind of not enjoyable if you don't have anybody to play the game, right? Exactly. So yeah, there you go. You got to tell them at least which direction to go. Exactly. Get a little closer. Yes. Driving leads. This is such an important topic. And I think this is one that gets missed a lot by many florists. Yes. And I I think think too, when, when you said, you said it best, when you're like, most of us as creatives, we think if we design it, they, it, it's going to be bought. Like we get into the business because we love doing what we do and we don't actually realize the business side of it is how mm-hmm. to attract the people to know what you do. I mean, you right. can make beautiful floral designs every single day, but if they don't know you or even know you're there, right. how are you going to sell it? Absolutely. Otherwise, it's a hobby, right? Oh, I, oh I've had that. I had a glorified hobby for seven years. It was wonderful. I mean, I enjoyed it. I've done a lot of things. I won a lot of contests. And then, yeah, I tapped myself, you know, on the back and I feel great. That's it. Yeah. It didn't make money. It took money. But if I look at it from, it was a hobby. It was great. I very much enjoyed it, right? I got the enjoyment out of it for the money I spent. But if you want to look at it as a business, if you want to call yourself a business, you need 
to operate as one. That, that's it. It's just that simple. The mindset, the way of thinking changes. There's designing for passion and there's designing for business. And those two don't have to be necessarily so separated from each other. And they're not. And they all, it's, they're not parallel. They cross paths a lot and all the time. But in order for you to have room to design for passion, you need to maybe start designing for business first and yes. start bring in some revenue in first. So then it leaves room for not only designing for business and for passion. What I mean by that is in our area, Christy, you and I are both in the same, I mean, in the same area, in the same market, you know, like I get people when they talk to me, they're like, oh my God, I just love your stuff. And I don't really do traditional stuff that, that often, but, and then they'll ask for a bowl of hydrangea with roses. I am happy to make those. Now, I'm not going to necessarily talk about them, perhaps, but I'm happy to make them because yes, it still pays the bill. And, you know, as long as it is still in line with the values and so on, right? So that's what I mean, I guess, for that. But you got to start generating those leads. Now, in what ways, florists, let's talk about the wedding industry for specifically, and then we'll talk about retail because they're just so different. It's it, sometimes it's often, it's, it's difficult to kind of cross them together, but the object is it still needs to happen. It doesn't matter what kind of business you're running, right? Whether you're mm -hmm. a studio or you're, you're in a warehouse or you're in your house or you're at a brick and mortar shop, it doesn't matter. So generating leads like for wedding um, florists specifically, especially those who are operating out of their homes or studios and such. What well, are some I of think, the ways? I think one of the best ways is to provide some type of thing and I call it a lead magnet. And that's what it's called in more of the marketing industry, right? To bring something that attracts them where you're answering your clients, your potential clients' biggest pain point. It's the things that what are they going to be thinking about? What are they looking at? And I think oftentimes it's price. I think one of the things that's biggest is price. Mm -hmm. We can go down a whole rabbit hole on that, but because um, there's the whole side of pre-qualifying your leads as mm -hmm. well, but it's doing things, whether it's your social media or having a lead magnet with intention, figuring out how you want to build out your brand and establish authority and establish connection and engagement with your audience. Those are the biggest things of how you do that. And I, for one, personally used a lead magnet for attracting brides for over 20 years. And so it worked and I maximized on it and used it over and over again. But I also, you know, before social media became so big, that was how I was able to do it. It was all about our website, right? And it's all about getting your emails from them and being able to talk to them afterwards, which we can talk more about that next, next week. week. Yep. <laughs> next week. I really want to talk about how, you know, today, basically, how do you do that with them? Um, I have some notes because I always love to have notes. I can get a little bit off on tangents, right? So part of the, some of the things that you can do is you want to jump on hot platforms when they're hot. Right now, if you're going to do it, like Instagram has Instagram reels. It has so much going on there. And is your bride there? If you're doing wedding, is your client there? Are couples there that you want to reach? Mm -hmm. Then be on that platform, but lead them to your website and to your email. That's the biggest thing I want to tell you. Email is your strongest friend and ally when it comes to marketing your business. Mm -hmm. And a lot of 
a lot of florists think, well, it's one and done with wedding work. No, it's not. Mm-mm. You have so many major opportunities to market with them. They love what you did. They're going to be your best cheerleaders. You want to keep them in your fold and thinking about you to not only refer you to their friends, but think about you for their first anniversary, their for- first you know, baby shower, Mm -hmm. so much involved there. Holidays. Yes. Um, Yes. All of that. I mean, you still gonna be on a forefront if that makes any sense. Yes. You know, and basically the way I think of lead magnets are the, the, it's a give of a sort and that give could be tangible, could be intangible. It could be an information, could be checklist, could be a quiz, could be a physical item. I mean, I don't know. The thing that comes to mind, Victoria's Secrets, right? You get this like flyer that comes in and it says, you know, for the first hundred customers, you get a $75 worth tote bag. They used to do this all the time. And I have never been one of their first hundred customers for that store. I am hundred percent positive because I've always <laughs> would walk in the last day of everything. I got a tote back. Now, did they really mean to give only the first hundred people? Probably not. But think about, it's I never walked in and got the tote back. I walked in and I spent, I don't know, like $200 and then got the tote back and then walked away. That was the gift. That was the lead magnet. And the ask was, please spend more money. Of course, not in those words, but hey, what about this other thing we've got going on? It's kind of the same thing with with us, right? So, you know, again, for brick and mortar shop, the give could be a tangible item. It could be a candle that goes along with your arrangement or whatever. I don't know. I'm just, that's what comes to mind. But for wedding industry, like the things that I'm thinking of, Christy, you mentioned price, creating some sort of a qualifier that qualifies the price, whether it's your minimum, whether it's, you know, some sort of a, hey, this is on average what the weddings cost, or maybe you even want to nail down the style of their wedding and things like that. And just give something valuable for them to play with, right? Hey, what is your style? What is your color scheme? You know, what speaks most to you? You know, what's your personal brand? It's such a buzzword and everybody thinks they're a celebrity and an influencer or whatever else. So everybody has a personal brand, right? So just feeding into that ego and so on. I don't know. Any other things you can think? Find that the having, when you answer and you figure out what your typical client's biggest pain point is, and you have a way to answer that, you're going to attract those people. For me, it was using a pricing tool. Mm -hmm. And I do teach about that in my wedding sales system because it was exactly what they needed to be able to do and use. And it gave them a range to be able to figure out. And it it gave them an idea to to pre-qualify them as to whether I they would know to reach out to me afterwards or not because of that pricing tool. Like, mm-hmm. oh God, okay, I need to maybe realign what I thought was the right pricing or no, I actually need to kind of step back and think about, oh, gosh, I'm right on target. It looks like I could be within this range. This is fantastic. I'm going to talk right. to her because then you're, you're establishing a like factor, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to reach out. But I think, you know, 
before when even when you do that you have to learn how to write compelling things you know subject lines content to be able to attract them and Mm -hmm. find them it's not just about posting the beautiful photography you get from the weddings that you do right there's got to be some substance past that you know i think the days of instagram where it was all about the pretty pictures are a bit over I think there's so many pretty pictures on Instagram. So a lot of people are kind of now looking for a little bit more substance past the pretty picture. I totally agree with you. Well, and video is where it's at. Oh, 100%. Where it's at. And I don't care what platform you're on, video is always going to be looked at as better, right? And how Mm -hmm. do you manage your time? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And TikTok. I know Instagram reeled out the reels. If you only want to be on Instagram, you got to use the reels. I cannot tell you how much I'm literally like playing with it right now. Like haven't really dove into it, but I cannot tell you how much more engagement I get from a tiny little reel compared to a post. Um, and um, I just started TikTok. I TikTok. I never, I never thought I would say that at age 40. <laughs> but yeah, or 41, I guess I should say. I went on and I, I was there. I dabbled. And then I'm like, nope, t- TikTok is not my is not going to be my thing. And that's how you know, right? You've got to figure it out, see if it is. But reels, on the other hand, I know will be my thing. So I have to dive into it more, right? Right Right now, I do long form video more than I do short form video. So I have to be able to build that up. But you have to know as your own business, what's going to attract them. So I do think, you know, it's about like, I, I subscribe to the ACEs way of doing things. And when I've talked about this before, you know, it's, it's the word ACEs, but it, it stands for authority, A is for authority, C is for connection, E is for engagement, and S is for sales. (laughs) I believe that, you know, people are like, oh, but how do I sell without being salesy? You can establish your authority Mm-hmm. in a post and talk about the beautiful flowers that you have in and how it goes well with this and how I take care of them. That's establishing your authority on you as a florist, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the connection part comes into play where people connect with me or what I do in my own kind of private thing. Like if I I have dogs. I love talking about my dogs. I have a grandchild now. I love talking about my grandchild. Like people might love that there's a baby. Like me holding my grandchild's probably my biggest, most in biggest engagement <laughs> last year in 2020. Does it have anything to do with my business? Absolutely not. Does right. it have people engage with me because they have something that they find attractive? You know, the same thing with the dogs. Like if I post about the dogs, huge engagement, Mm -hmm. but I'm just doing a connection. Well, it humanizes you, right? Yes. I cannot wait to get my cats. Yeah. Got my cats for marketing purposes only. That's it. Um, I know you did it. I'm just kidding. I'm dying to get my cats. You guys, I ordered bango cats, two of them. Yes. They're going to be awesome. I couldn't decide on a color, so we're going for two. But yeah, but don't worry. My Instagram feed's not going to turn into, you know, cat frenzy. But I agree. I mean, anything that humanizes you Mm -hmm. and they can find a connection with, 
absolutely gets engagement. And you're right. Does it have anything to do with flowers or business or whatever? No, it doesn't. You just literally all of a sudden become more approachable. Yes. Is what happens. It closes the gap. Yes. That, that's it. Right. So before knowing what lead magnets to use, I, I guess it's important to say you need to know who you're talking to. Yes. Right. Your, I mean, it starts from there. Client. Right. Yeah, exactly. And again, another buzzword that's been going around and around and around. But I mean, I don't know. Do you have a better way of saying it? I don't. It is, it is the person, and I mean one singular person, that you are talking to specifically. That's it, right? It comes down to that. You're not going to please everyone, which is why you also create the lead magnet, the mm -hmm. generators and the qualifiers, because like you said, you know, in a big world full of billions of people, not every bride is going to be your bride, not every customer who needs flowers for some occasion or their mom or whatever is going to be your client. You're not going to align with everyone, but how do you then discover who you're in line with? You don't talk to everyone. You talk to the one that you want to align with. That's it. And that's true because at the end of the day, there are several people, one in the feed in one of the Facebook groups this morning. And I was in there and they were like, you know, does this group, this bride wants, you know, half do it yourself and the, in these silks. And then the other half, she wants me to provide, I don't want my name on it. And I was like, well, but you already, you know, like, how do I handle this? Well, I think you already know you don't want to deal with that. So if you already know you don't want to deal with that, then you say no, right? But if you are like, well, I, I'm okay with it. I think I can do that. Then you go, okay. And I can't tell you how many times a bride came to me and said they had their own do-it-yourself or a family friend, loved one was doing something. And I would be like, I would embrace it mm -hmm. and then talk to them about their vision. And as we went along, they ditched the DIY and embraced everything that I was going to do because I created that engagement, right? It's about the engagement with them. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree. I mean, you, you know, you, you should know where your lines are mm -hmm. and you should color within your lines, right? So it doesn't yes. look like a hot mess. So yes. if it doesn't align with your values, with your whatever, just, just be done. I mean, I think the art of doing business also is knowing when to walk, not knowing when to walk away, but be prepared to walk away from a sale. Yes. It's the strongest, the most powerful sales technique I've ever learned. And I go into every sale. Do it, right? Yeah. If go into every the sale. The power of no like is huge. Yes. I'm like, I can walk away from the sale and not lose anything. And I'm okay with that. Even mentally preparing yourself and going into the talk, all of a sudden you go in with your chest more puffed up and more confidence. But anyways, that's a whole another conversation. <laughs> but it just reminded me of something and I kind of wanted to share. Just recently, I did a very small wedding. Well, not recently. It was August. It was during COVID. It was literally 10, 10 people wedding um, at the National Harbor, the Sunset Room. So when I talked to my bride in AI actually just loved that couple, honestly. They were going all out for 10 people. I mean, a budget was huge for this wedding, for 10 people, you know? I guarantee you they spend more on flowers than, than they did on food and the venue. There were certain things that we've discussed and she said, no, let's not do that. And then they reached out, she reached out and said, well, I'll just do those myself. Fine. 
I was fine with that. When I showed up, there are all these things that she wanted to use. The the venue, um, you know, coordinator goes, okay, so I have these things and I'm not expecting you to do anything with this, but do you at least have an idea what I can do with this? It took five minutes out of my life to incorporate every single one of those things in such way. I had to now cut a bunch of ribbons out of all kinds of things. I was like, can I just go to town on this? She's like, oh my God, please, you're my hero. Do whatever you want to do with this thing. And I did. Is it what I would have wanted to do with, you know, silk flowers and some of these touches? No, not at all. Did it fit into the place without being an eyesore? Yes. Because I kind of did that for that not to become an eyesore and it all worked out. And at the end of the day, I guarantee you she'll bring more clients to me. And I got an a most amazing review afterwards. And even during when we were cleaning, you know, grooms don't communicate quite as much, you know, like I got the most glorified kind of in-person review from him. And he was so not talkative the entire time. And all of a sudden he was just this, you know, alcohol might've been involved too, who knows, but you know, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I, I, a, I priced my wedding in such a way. So it gave me that ability to do, to do so. And I knew they were the right client. And so I, rather than me being so standoffish about it and just being all whatever, again, I spent all of five minutes extra than I would have to do whatever that is. But then any ask that I've had with this venue, I got, they haven't said no to me about anything. Not once. Because you'll go above and beyond. And they've done the same. So it's been this wonderful relationship. At the end of the day, it all comes down to that, right? Kind yeah, of that, that trust factor that, hey, I got your back. They got my back. So it's, it's just been this wonderful experience. But yeah, if they want to do like half silk arrangements on the, yeah, I mean, I may draw the line somewhere, you know? <laughs> Anyways. Okay. All right, Christy. So I think the next thing is once we figure out who our people are we're talking to or the person we're talking to, generating what that lead magnet is and what that looks like for us. Our next step that we go into is being able to nurture them. Absolutely. So we're going to go diving a little bit further into the funnel. Right. <laughs> you can imagine yes. that funnel. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're going to meet next week and we're going to hash this out. So meet us at the clubhouse on Wednesday, three o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And we'll be more than happy to talk about all of this. And better yet, create some sort of a lead magnet idea and come to the clubhouse or DM us if you can be on a clubhouse and be like, hey, I was thinking about this. What do you guys think? So I mean, if you need some ideas. You yes. can always look on my links on Christy Lopez DMC yes. on my Instagram. I have a basically my own lead magnet, <laughs> but it is how to create your own successful lead magnet. It has a whole bunch of ideas in it. It's a downloadable. You can go there and be able to get that and get the creative juices going on that side of your business marketing. Because because it's a process. You gotta, you, yeah. it's not one of those things, oh, I have this idea. You gotta work through the logistics of that. Is it gonna really work? Is it really the right thing to do? Or is it just absolutely. a solution thing that just happened? So absolutely. Now, don't worry. We'll be putting all of these things in the show notes. So all you have to just click and go. But other than that, we'll meet you all hopefully on Wednesday at the clubhouse. If not, next Monday. Bye for now. Bye. Hopefully that was helpful. Now, a few things. Everything that we've talked about, right? Everything that leads to, you know, all of this program courses, handouts, whatever else, it's always going to be in the show notes. Be sure to check it out. And most importantly, if you think that this information is helpful and it may help somebody else, a friend, I don't know, coworker, 
whomever that may benefit from this information, be sure to share the podcast. There's a button below, you know, where you're listening to podcasts. Doesn't matter where you listen to, you can actually share this information with a friend. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. But other than that, that's it for the sleep. See you next time. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you everyone for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week.